Listener Nicholas from All About Berlin asked us this question. If you made a Berlin welcome package a bit like Finland has made a maternity package for new parents, what would you put in it? Oh, one year free membership to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> a gift card. <laughs> a gift card. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. How about you, Kevin? What would you put in in a Berlin welcome package? Maybe a set of rose-tinted glasses. Mm. Because when you first come to the city, its beauty isn't quite apparent. That's a good one. Um, similarly, I would put a Tageslichtlampe. What's the what's the English word? Tageslichtlampe. It's a. Do you know Kevin? It's a. It's essentially a very bright lamp. Oh, that's like the, the like when they one. shoot films with. No, no, it's something that you put on your desk during the winter oh, to create the illusion of sunlight. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's supposed to reduce seasonal depression. It's like a light. It's it's technically called a sun lamp slash light therapy lamp. Light therapy lamp. That's it. So we'll all be kind of having like a little therapy kick. <laughs> the, the dark. I mean, starting in late October, early November, it just it gets dark at like three, four. Yeah, four, four, forty, four fifty. And like not sunset. like darkish. No, like pitch black. Middle oh, of the night, yeah. dark, and yeah, it's it's a long winter. And then Nicholas sent a link to an Amazon product, which I actually have something similar on my keychain. It's a little keychain dongle that is a combination of a beer opener, mm -hmm. bottle opener, and then a chip for the uh. for the shopping cart. Ah, uh. and then I have my the thing that I bought that's similar has another thing that you can use to open packages with. Oh. But yeah, if I mean Germans know how to open beer bottles with anything. With anything really. But if you're just moving here, yeah, you might want to yeah. consider carrying that. What's your favorite way to open up a beer bottle? Um, my younger days with my teeth. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do that. Classic mm -hmm. way. That's the classic way. <laughs> Kevin, but, what but now? But now I'm always prepared. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> big, big ass beer opener, bottle yeah. opener on your keychain. I love it. Kevin, yeah. um, how rude of us <laughs> to ask you questions before even introducing you. Mm. You are a listener of the show. I am. You are from Berlin. Yeah. You are half American, half German. Exactly. That's as much as, much as I know about you. <laughs> what, what else? What do you do in uh, life? <clears throat> um, I'm a trained historian. Yeah. And um, my relationship to Potsdam began after the war fell, really. Or even before, as I, I have German relatives there. And when I went and visited the palaces, when the wall came down, there were just tourists flocking in. And um, I could see they didn't have enough English-speaking guides. And so I went to the city tourism office. I said, you know, could you use me as a guide? And, yeah, of course, you know. And that's how that began. And then I was lucky enough in the mid-90s to, to move to Potsdam. Not many people have ever said these exact words. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I was lucky enough to move to Potsdam, and that's coming from a Berliner. And um, what happened today was relevant to what we're speaking of. I, I had a group of American university students spending two weeks in Berlin in an educational program, and we're walking through Potsdam through the pedestrian zone of the old city and I could hear them talking behind me 
And they were saying, this place is so much nicer than Berlin. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then when I left them in the park of Sanssouci, I'm walking to the train stations with Sanssouci and the air was just so pleasantly cool. And the colors of the, the trees right now is also beautiful. And I thought, oh God, I have to go to Berlin. <laughs> because of course, Manuel and Jay said they'd strangle a kitten if I didn't come. So yeah. I'm only here <laughs> under duress, yeah. Amazing. So you you really want to talk about Potsdam. You're a Potsdam fan. Yeah. I shared this during lunch today with some of our co-workers. Mm -hmm. You were there. Okay? I was there. And everybody was like, how, how to summarize this, this conversation? I would say everybody was saying Potsdam is nice to look at, but once you've seen one castle, you've really seen all of them. Mm -hmm. And it's just flooded. I mean, you led with the tourists. Yeah. It's just flooded with tourists. And why would you like yeah. spend time there? Convince us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like the cool people in Berlin would say, oh, Potsdam's so boring. But when they get visitors, <laughs> oh, we have to go to Potsdam, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the people you were speaking with, it sounds to me they had like the typical experiences. Um, usually people would go there for a day And they'll go right to Sanssouci, see a little bit of the inner city. Okay, you know, I, I've seen everything. But there's so much more um, to Potsdam. And mm -hmm. um, I, I also guide a lot of German groups, mm -hmm. especially the ones from West Germany. They're, they're just so surprised. They said, we had no idea. There's just there's so much here. Yeah. They think it's just Sanssouci and maybe, you know, Plattenbauten, like mm -hmm. the concrete blocks you see all over the east. Is, there's uh, three um, palace parks in Sanssouci with 15 palaces and they do not look all the same by, by any way, means. And the tourists congregate in only certain areas. Mm -hmm. There's the pedestrian zone, you see a lot of tourists around Sanssouci and Sizilienhof where the Potsdam conference took place. But you get away from there and it's mostly native people, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and what's special about Potsdam to me is that it's so compact. You can be in an old 18th century city, which Berlin doesn't have, you walk 20 minutes in one direction, you're in Sanssouci, this beautiful park, you walk 20 minutes in another direction, you're at a beautiful lake where you can go swimming, and, you know, if you want, in 30 minutes, you're in Berlin. Oh. oh. I didn't even know that. <laughs> But, so, okay, maybe we can start, like, from the vantage point of a visitor. Like, if someone who's listening to this, you know, isn't convinced by the end of this episode and ends up moving to Berlin, not Potsdam, but they want to visit Potsdam. Like, what should they definitely do beside visiting Sanssouci? Which maybe you should mention what that even is. I'm not sure if everybody yeah, knows. Um, Potsdam, um, best known as the summer residence of the kings, because many kings and emperors, um, they didn't like Berlin either. They mm -hmm. moved to Potsdam, right uh, at least for, for, for the summer. And Frederick the Great, the most famous of the Prussian kings. I was kings. reading about him last night. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And uh, he, he started this He's with... He's so proud. He, I am very yeah. proud. He, <laughs> he showed the way uh, with, with uh, his palace, Sanssouci, without worry, yes, without yes. care, right? And that's the most famous palace in, in, in Potsdam. Wow, very and, proud. Yeah. And that, that would be a good place to start. I mean, it, it, it's like going to Versailles without seeing Versailles mm -hmm. Palace. And I personally don't like Versailles Palace. It's really overcrowded and everything, but you, you have to see it. And then you can explore the other things, you know. And like, what are these other things? Because like, mm. I, I, I love what you're saying. When I 
visit a place, I really don't like doing the touristy thing. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. it is overrated and you never get to see the, the city for what it really is, you know? So there's always the places that the locals go and that native people go, but you will never know that unless you talk mm-hmm. to somebody exactly. or whatnot. Exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, the best time to go is when it gets warm again, <laughs> you know, so when the suicide weather is over. Um, and I, what I personally would um, uh, suggest is come to Potsdam and just walk to the old city. There's, there's the Dutch Quarter. It looks like Amsterdam. It actually was Amsterdam and that Clairdain's terrorist city uh, homeland when they shot the whole season five or six, mm-hmm. whatever it was here in and around Berlin. And then you can... <clears throat> Not far from there, there's the Russian colony. And, and this is special about Potsdam, too. It's been called the Prussian Disneyland. <laughs> there, there is a Dutch colony, there's a Russian village, there's a Swiss ensemble, there's a Norwegian ensemble, there are French palaces, Italian churches, English castles, right? And you go to the, the Russian colony, uh, which was built as like a, a living memorial to when the Prussians and the Russians fought together against Napoleon. Mm-hmm. And you can go up on a hill, and there's the oldest... Orthodox Church in Western Europe, but it gets better. You go up another hill called the Pfingstberg, uh, the Pentecost Hill, and there's the Belvedere there. And there was a 19th century king who was crazy about Italy, and he couldn't go to Italy all the time, so Italy has to come here, right? And there's lots and lots of Italian architecture in Potsdam, and it's, just, uh, it's um, a lookout uh, palace. Is these two towers and just stunning views of Potsdam and the whole half of River Valley, and it gets better. You go <laughs> I down, love your enthusiasm. You, 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 you go down the other side, and there's the old royal dairy where they made milk for the king going back to the 18th century. Mm-hmm. It has the old German name, the Meierei. Huh? Meierei. And it's called the dairy again. They fixed it up, but they make beer there now. Oh. And it's the best. I, I, it's maybe a stretch for some. I think it's the best beer in Germany. It is so, <laughs> so good. You come What's in, the brand? Uh, it's it's Meierei. Uh, they have the house beer, mm-hmm. Helles, but they have seasonal beer. Right now they have Herbstbock, Ooh. which is a very strong, thick beer, really mm-hmm. good. But my favorite is the Maibock they have in the, in the springtime. Oh, okay, okay. And, and, and you're there. And, uh, and next to that, okay, it's touristy, but the Potsdam Conference where Harry Truman and Winston mm-hmm. Churchill, Joseph Stalin came together to discuss the post-war Europe. You'll find a lot of people there, but you go further in this park and there's the Marble Palace. No one's ever heard of. Uh, It's built for an 18th century king. No one's ever heard of the one after Frederick the Great. But that's even more beautiful than Sanssouci. And it was renovated for some 30 million euros in the 1990s. It's just stunning parquet floors and beautiful furniture and views. And no one wants to go there, you know? Mm-hmm. And next to that is everyone in Potsdam. And a lot of people in Western Berlin know the Heilige See, uh, the Holy Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, everyone in Potsdam calls it the Badewanne, the bathtub. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great place to swim because the water is super, super clean. And you just people just go there and have a good time and hang out. You know? So that's just one area. Yeah. It's not explore. so well known to explore. Yeah. And what about the... Uh, I visited Potsdam like twice and I went to see the castle and I went to see on one of the occasions I went to the film uh, the mean, film park film park yeah yeah, and, mm? yeah. yeah. thoughts yeah. on that yeah uh, that's another um, unknown area of Potsdam I mean everyone knows the film park because uh, Potsdam has the oldest cinematic studios in the world older than Hollywood and they've been making films there since 1911 1912 and uh, next to that they have um, a film park and I mean, you know, uh, people who 
been to Universal Studios would kind of laugh, you know, but it, it is interesting. But what, uh, what I find more interesting is the area around that, Babelsberg, um, that's only belonged to Potsdam since 1938. Mm -hmm. And the people there, they're really intense local patriots, you know, like the people in Spandau, yeah. you know, you yes. go to Spandau, yeah. you call them Berliners, you get in trouble yeah. in Babelsberg. <laughs> uh, they're not Potsdam as a Babelsberger. Okay. Um, but it's uh, also a very uh, charming, um, trendy um, area. And there's another palace park there called mm -hmm. Babelsberg you know and there's the spy bridge where they exchange the spies you know and what I personally find fascinating is is the villa colony mm -hmm. um, this trend of getting out of Berlin to Potsdam in the 19th century uh, the nouveau riche the people started making lots of money when the German Empire was founded they followed suit and this whole belt of villa colonies was built as mm -hmm. Grunewald um, <laughs> Schlachtensee, Nikolassee, Wannsee, and then this place called New Babelsberg. And um, we, I work for the city of Potsdam too, and we offer a tour there, and it's two and a half hours, and it's just the highs and lows of, of German history. It's these Jewish businessmen uh -huh. and officers and famous artists, and a lot of rich and famous people live there again today. Uh, just your jaw drops when you walk by some of these houses, you know. And it's right, also right on the Griebnitzsee Lake, and that was the border. And it used to be a border area. You know, you weren't allowed in there. Speaking of money, you mentioned in your email that Potsdam is known as the German Beverly Hills. So, lots of rich people there. Lots of rich people there. And um, if, if you think Berlin is expensive and a hard place to find <laughs> housing, apartment, you know, you're really going to love Potsdam. Because the, the trend started there a bit earlier. Really? but Because that, that was kind of, when we were talking about it at lunch, I was like, but maybe it's easier to find an apartment there and then you can commute no. to Berlin. No, no uh, the, uh, the apartment shortage started earlier in, in, at Potsdam. And uh, yeah, you can learn so much about German issues with, with just Potsdam and the reunification. Um, when the wall fell, it was a very bad time in Potsdam for a while. Mm. The city lost 60,000 um, inhabitants and um, it still looked like the end of the war for a long time because houses couldn't get repaired. They, they had to sort out the question who owns what, you know. But uh, the big change came. They had this national flower show in 2001, the Bundesgartenschau. Mm. And that's when investors started coming and seeing the possibilities. And Uh, the same year, um, just like in Berlin, Potsdam got a very charismatic mayor who knew how to sell um, the city. And, and then people started coming. And, uh, It was rich, but sexy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and then uh, it became a very popular place to live. The population went from 140,000 to 190,000. Okay. So no apartments. That brings me to the question, why would anyone want to live there then like you've covered mm -hmm. a lot of the touristy things but yeah. i kind of assume unless you're a history buff like yourself yep. you're not gonna spend every day doing all of these things why why is it a better I, place to live than Berlin? I, i guess it depends on on the demographic yeah because these american students today saying oh i like this place so much better than berlin I didn't say it, but had they had to spend a whole week in Potsdam, then they'd start missing Berlin again, right? <laughs> Because if you're in your 20s and 30s, you want to go out to the clubs and experience new art exhibits all the time, you know, then yeah. Or throw your, own or, or throw your own Jay exhibits. Does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then yeah, you want to, you want to be here, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but when you get older like I am and you have family and children you prefer um, Potsdam because I mean Berlin it's only a half hour train mm -hmm. ride you know but in Potsdam it's, it's quiet and is it and only green. half an hour yeah on the train with the uh, the regional train 
Wow. To Friedrichstraße to Potsdam is half crazy. Hour, yeah. It's like yeah. closer than Neukölln. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> it might be closer but it's, it's also, I mean, yeah, there aren't big quarters of uh, teeming with nightlife and, and art galleries, but there is a vibrant alternative art scene there. It's called mm -hmm. the Schiffbauer Gasse, uh, the Shipbuilders okay. Lane. And uh, there's an old the wash house there where they used to wash the soldiers' uniforms. And it's been a club since 1990 or so. I mean, Rosenstolz started there. Mm -hmm. Rammstein, you know, started there. And they've got uh, the, the fabric, uh, the factory. It, it's, a, it's a dance ensemble. There's off theater there. There's a Fluxus art gallery there. And if you pay attention, like in, if you read the Tip magazine, what's going on in Potsdam, there's, there's a lot more going on than many people in Berlin realize. So how does one kind of build a relationship with Potsdam? Like, let's say that I'm not going to live there but I want to visit I want to get to know the city or whatnot. yeah okay that's when we get the difficulties because I I, I was lucky because I, I had relatives there and I, I knew the people there and um, like it, there are several universities and dozens of research institutes so there are scientists living there and academics from all over the world but I think a lot of them live in Berlin mm -hmm. and th there is no expat scene you know mm -hmm. in, in Potsdam I mean, it's great if you want to improve your German, come yeah. to Potsdam because there, there is no... <laughs> that there, is a good point. There, there is, is no true. Bergmannstraße. There is no Kastanienallee in Potsdam yeah. where you can't find a waiter who can speak German. It's the other way around, you know. Uh -huh. God help you as a waiter if you tell the Potsdamers, you know, they have to order in English, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> We are the German family. <laughs> We speak German. <laughs> okay. But in... So I, I'm sorry, I, I would just suggest you, you explore the city on your own and find out, you know, uh, what you like. And, mm -hmm. you know. and for building a family, though, like, can you walk us through, like, how it is to, like, settle down there? Like, like how is the, like, day-to-day -day lifestyle of living in Potsdam for you? Uh, it's, it's a lot less uh, hectic, yeah. you know, than Berlin. And you don't worry about the kids walking, you know, to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a question about uh, politics. Yeah. Berlin mm. is very uh, left, yep. but only until you reach the borders of the city. As soon as you get into Brandenburg mm. and mm. the outside of Berlin, which is still quite close to the city, yeah. uh, it leans heavily right. Uh, and then in some cases, leaning into the extreme right. What about Potsdam? Yeah, uh, that makes me think of something happened about 10 years ago. I, I worked uh, with an American group in Berlin and they had a, a tour director who was a black woman, uh, a musician who was mm -hmm. living in Berlin. And we had to take the group the next day to Potsdam. And she said she'd never been there. And I said, you've never been to Potsdam. Why not? You know? And she says, oh, it's all Nazis and racists there. And that, that was just so sad to hear. Um, uh, Potsdam isn't really like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that sense, I mean, Potsdam a little bit like Berlin because there's the Potsdam people talk about, but that's not the whole city. Because mm -hmm. when people talk about the cool, hip, trendy Berlin, what they really mean is the area circumscribed by the Ringbahn, mm -hmm. the, the circular train line. And, and, and you go further there in some directions, people aren't so tolerant and <laughs> understanding, you know. And, and in Potsdam, um, there are two Potsdams. Um, going right through the middle is the River Havel. Mm -hmm. And in the north are the palaces and the villas and... Um, there's not much unemployment. The incomes tend to be very high and people mostly vote SPD, the Social Democrats and the mm -hmm. Greens. And the one super rich district, well, there are two of them, but the most famous one, the Berliner Vorstadt, the Berlin suburb where most of the celebrities live, that's the only one that votes for the CDU, the conservatives. 
but you go south and then you have these high-rise blocks that were built in the East German times. And until recently, the post-communist left party won there, but now and now mm -hmm. uh, people are voting more and more for the um, uh, AFD party, you know, the right-wing um, populist party. So that, that's there as well. And uh, that leader of the AFD, Alexander Gauland, he also lives in Potsdam. So there are Nazis. Not everyone's a Nazi, but... I mean, there are certain places in the city, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, I mean, if you come to visit Potsdam, you're not going to be going there. It's like there are places like that in Berlin, too, and most people... Kind of just, yeah. 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 Just avoid those types of areas. Um, so I'm curious to know, you said that you're a tour guide and that you're also like an historian as mm -hmm. well. Like, how did you get into that? Like, what's your story? Think, um, yeah, it, it's well the German side of the family and I, we were talking briefly about this um, Jay and I before um, uh, my, my grandfather well they, they, it's Poland now where mm -hmm. they were yeah? and my grandfather was drafted and he went to fight in the Africa Corps and 13 days after he got in Africa he was shot in the throat by a British sniper so then a lot of German families there's the missing male figure you know in the background and then um, uh, my grandmother mother <coughs> Aunt, uncle, uh, they had to flee the Russians coming, mm -hmm. and they heard people are safe in Dresden. And so when my mother was like five years old, her first memory is the bombing of, of Dresden, you know. And um, and also some horrible things happened to my grandmother as well. Um, and, um, and then just before the wall was built, some members of my family, like my mother, they went to the west, and my grandmother, others, like uh, my aunt, she stayed in the east. Mm -hmm. And then the family was like divided by the wall and... Uh, like my mother didn't see her sister for like 25 years, you know. And so you get curious already as a kid, how how, how did that happen? And then you, you hear my grandmother say the happiest days of her life were until 1941. Because she's, we almost took Moscow, you know. And then, oh ooh, and then you learn about what was going on in the country at the time and you mm -hmm. try to square that. And that's how I got into history. But I... um studied intellectual history my master's degree was about Nietzsche and how he viewed the founding of the German Empire but then when I started the guide work I, I didn't know much yeah? and I did what most uh, new guides do I, I bought guidebooks you know and I, I, I uh, sat in on tours with the old uh, veterans and I just spit out what they said mm -hmm. And then I just happened to see in the Humboldt University, uh, there was a course on the history of Berlin and Brandenburg by Lawrence Demps. And he's like the God historian. Of, of, he's got whole books about individual streets, right? <laughs> and um, I'm listening to him and I just start sinking in shame. saying, my God. I've been telling people bullshit for all this time. <laughs> Total bullshit, you know? And I mean, now too, you listen to what some of the guides say in Berlin, no matter where they're from. I mean, it's, people say a lot of nonsense. So then yeah. I switched over to regional history okay. uh, of Berlin and Brandenburg. And that's how, you know, I get into that. And now you're not bullshitting people anymore. Yeah. I, 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 less. <laughs> bullshitting people less. How can people take a tour with you? Do you have like a, what's, um, you mentioned you're employed by the city, but. Yeah, I'm a freelancer. I mean, you, you can include uh, my email address in the show notes. And um, some of these tours I mentioned, the city of Potsdam, it's called Potsdam Service Marketing, KMBH, PSMG.D, I can tell you again later. And um, they have, um, all these individual tours for Potsdam and maybe for starters, for expats, um, every Saturday from April to November, there is a, um, uh, an uh, old city 
tour, a, a walking tour of the old city, which is a new old city because the old city was wiped out in the war, most of it. Uh-huh. And it's just been rebuilt, which is super controversial. I mean, that's a whole topic for another um, show. And, but they have all these individual tours, mm. uh, but almost all in German. So it's a good way to practice <laughs> German. <laughs> Speaking of mm-hmm. walking tours and stuff, what are your thoughts on free walking tours? I'm not a fan. Why not? I used to be a free walking tour guide, <laughs> yeah, full disclosure. Yeah, yeah. But I, I can imagine I, if I if I guessed you're not a fan because there's probably a lot of misinformation or just they're, they're not historians necessarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, partly, I, I guess when I say not a fan, um, it just when I see them, you know, waiting for their groups of gathering them at the Brandenburg Gate, you know, in their loud red T-shirts and red baseball caps. <laughs> And you see the masses of people coming, and I just mm. think, my God, walking through the city with this horde of people, you uh, know, with beer in their hand. Yeah. Oh, and well, I did it in, 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 in Basel, Switzerland, and yeah. it was, not, it was, it was much probably different, smaller. Yeah, yeah. different demographic, but yeah. I, I did a free alternative walking tour. Fun fact, that's actually the reason why I live in Berlin. Okay, now. cool. All ah, right. Um, you did that tour, and you were like, I like the city. Yeah, well, it, it told me about Berghain, that I went to Berghain. Nah, uh-huh. <laughs> did you get I in? Live in? I did. Oh. I got in. That's oh, why wow. I live in this city. <laughs> I can trace it uh, back. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to know, like, um, what was, like, the misinformation or, like, like, like the things that you were told versus... Oh, I mean, entire books have been written about the misinformation of yeah. Berlin, like um, the Quadriga, the chariot on the Brandenburg Gate uh, used to face the other way, but the common felt insulted with the horse's ass pointed toward the government center so they had it turned around yeah. you know? and you just have to look at an old photograph you know or an old painting to see yeah. that she was always facing um, uh, the city yeah. interesting uh-huh. earlier you mentioned celebrities which are the the, the most important <laughs> if, if celebrities okay, of poli- if, if you're not from Germany don't feel bad if you have no idea whom I'm, I'm mentioning now but but can I yeah. uh, the one that I know is Günther Jauch yeah, yeah, Günther Jauch that's, that's I, I know him oh, really I went to the show <laughs> I was he, he is the host of who wants the German who uh, wants to be a millionaire ah uh, okay oh. yeah uh, it's an interesting case is he, he moved to Potsdam really before most of the other celebrities did in the 1990s, this bad time in Potsdam when property prices were low and he bought up a lot of houses. He owns a lot mm. of, of the... That's the, right. Yeah. He's, I mean, he gets paid like a million per episode of that TV show, but that's actually not where most of his wealth comes from, right? He, yeah. He's a yeah. real estate but, mogul. I mean, super important um, as a patron uh, of the arts in, in Potsdam and uh, he, the city palace was rebuilt in 2004. It's the new state parliament of Brandenburg. And that wouldn't have happened without him. Uh, many people were against it. And he gathered 5 million euros and he uh, had the entry he gate. He gathered this from, yeah, his, yeah. from his couch. Yeah, like, uh, Let me see, I have some change here. He had this entry gate built and it was a gate into nothing. It looked ridiculous. And so the... Um, uh, it, it, there was enough support to have the whole thing and he just donated a million euros for the observatory platform of the reconstructed garrison church it's also super super um, controversial I mean Potsdam is also like a lightning rod yeah, for people mm-hmm. because for some people it, I mean it, it's all about Prussia right and no one knows what Prussia is anymore <laughs> I always say uh, how about a quick explanation yeah well um, was it uh, Freddie Mercury and David Bowie sang yeah. a song about it right yes under Prussia yes 
<laughs> pressure, not pressure. Pressure. <laughs> no, um, it, it started off as a duchy, and then it became a kingdom, and um, and then the biggest province of of the German Empire. But Potsdam is crystallized Prussia, mm -hmm. and the good, and then also good, because Prussia was a state of culture where they wanted to refine the people with beautiful architecture, you know, and um, and the Prussians promoted education, and I mean, to one degree or another, religious tolerance, and this is the good sides of Prussia, you know, mm -hmm. but it, Prussia was also a, a militaristic state, you know, an authoritarian state, and Potsdam was the big military town, mm -hmm. you know, and they want to rebuild the tower of this church where the Nazis held this. Mm -hmm. uh, the ceremony called Potsdam Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is, that's things people talk about. It's not all just goodness and light and beauty in Potsdam. Mm -hmm. There's also a dark history to the city as well. Celebrities continued? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so there's uh, Günther Jauch. And then actually he's kind of like a beggar compared to the, the richest celebrity. Oh, Potsdam really? is Hasso Plattner. He co-founded the, co the SAP software um, company. Oh. oh. And he lives in this villa colony you see on this tour, which was one of the first works of Ludwig Mies van der Rohe from 1925, built for the head of the, the Deutsche Bank. And uh, he donated 25 million euros for reconstructing the facade and the, the roof of the palace parliament. Um, uh, it was the biggest private donation in the history of Germany. Oh, wow. And um, he, uh, oh, something else to mention. I'm glad we didn't forget this. Um, he sponsored the reconstruction of the uh, Palazzo Barberini. Mm -hmm. As Frederick the Great liked to surround himself with copies of famous Italian buildings. And he yeah. kind of rebuilt the Palazzo Barberini in the old market, the center of Potsdam. And Hassel Plattner rebuilt that. Yeah, And it's his museum for uh, contemporary art and um, Potsdam was the only state capital without an art museum and uh, Bill Gates attended the opening and Angela Merkel was there and since then they've had like 2 million visitors this was 2017 so that means it's more popular than Sanssouci and, uh, uh, and art lovers from all over the world now they want to come to Potsdam not to mm -hmm. see Sanssouci but to see this museum yeah. uh, he's got the biggest private collection of uh, Claude Monet Mm -hmm. There are 38 works by Monet in this building, you know. It, and it's it's all thanks to enterprise software, <laughs> <laughs> SAP. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Any other celebrities we should know about? How about any pop stars, anyone we would care about? No, I mean, pop-ish maybe is a fashion designer born in Potsdam who lives again. It's Wolfgang Kiop, J-O-P ah. exclamation point. I mean, he, he, he tried to make it in America. He didn't quite succeed. Uh, oh. But, um, I mean, in Germany, he's in the Lagerfeld uh, League, and uh, he, he lives in the house where he was born, actually, right behind um, uh, Sanssouci. Was uh, he born in a big house, or is he just no, humble? No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good size house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, otherwise, that it's mostly uh, journalist figures. Um, mm -hmm. Matthias Dupfnam, he's the chief executive officer of the Springer uh, <laughs> Corporation. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, he's he's not popular with the natives now because some private emails of his came out several months ago ah. where he said that East Germans are unregenerate communists or Nazis and you can't make Democrats out of them and so oh, wow. didn't win him many friends. It wasn't wow. exactly popular uh, before no. that comment, but it <laughs> didn't help. Yeah, yeah. Throw them deep. And uh, well, while we're on the topic of the Bild uh, newspaper, Kai Diekmann uh, also lives in Potsdam. I think we've lost most of our listeners at right this there. point. <laughs> <laughs> the German ones, anyway. Uh, uh, Johannes Bekana, television presenter. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hans Meyer, television presenter. They're rich and famous. Yeah. to be in mm. Potsdam and, and yeah. some yeah. normal people. What, 
how do you see the future of post um, Potsdam mm, growing or going? Yeah, uh, the the rapid changes now is all all the immigration because uh, I don't know ten years ago we didn't really see many um, non-white people mm -hmm. <laughs> in the city, but now now there are quite a few people from Africa and Syria and Afghanistan. And I mean, the service is better in the bakeries, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> uh, you know, if you think Berliners are going to direct, really, you will yeah. love Potsdamers, you know, because <laughs> you can be forgiven for feeling that you're an intruder mm -hmm. in a shop or a cafe or restaurant sometimes, not not everywhere, but mm -hmm. uh, it can be very direct. And so that's that's nice. It's becoming more multicultural mm -hmm. yeah um uh, other than that um it, it just seems to be getting more and more expensive all the time mm. yeah. the city's trying to push back a little bit because around that reconstructed palace they're reconstructing other buildings that were there before the war mm -hmm. and the city chose not to sell the properties to the highest bidders but to the rental cooperatives from the east german times mm. and so a lot of those buildings are going to have be rent controlled Mm -hmm. uh, that is a problem and if you go to Potsdam this old city center that's been reconstructed it's usually dead I had a group from a German union recently they said what is this place is it, is it is a zombie city because mm -hmm. you don't see anyone <laughs> you know they've rebuilt all these beautiful buildings but there's not much life going on yeah but that, I feel like that's what I felt when I was there that it kind of feels like the, there's when the tourists are gone, there's not that much life there. Again, it depends what part of the city what you're part? in. But yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But, do you think the biggest reason of that is simply because of like the money and stuff like that, where like the high cost of living and those types of yeah, things? Yeah, it's, it's, it's demand. You know? mm -hmm. And it's this old idea going back to the kings that after a long stressful day in Berlin, there's nothing like going home to Potsdam. Mm. Yeah. We didn't talk about maybe one of the best-known celebrities in Potsdam, the Chancellor Olaf Scholz, he doesn't mm -hmm. use his apartment here in the Kansas. Oh, really? he, he lives in Potsdam. Oh. And the Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock also lives in Potsdam. Oh, okay. Do they take the helicopter every day? Or <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Or the regional train. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else that's uh, important to mention? Yeah, I know you could talk hours. About I could talk Potsdam. hours. I mean... Um, it's also people say it's touristy, but to take a, a, a boat trip around mm -hmm. Potsdam is really fascinating because it, the old city itself is an island mm -hmm. and there are 30 lakes in Potsdam and two rivers and it's really a unique perspective on, on the city to see it from, from the water. More is very... Yeah. Or and, uh, bicycles too. I mean, it's uh, I heard that. a lot of bicycle uh, yeah. paths in Potsdam and it's very yeah. flat and it's really mm -hmm. conducive to, to bicycling. Mm -hmm. Is there any other city, maybe that's around here mm -hmm. or in Germany, that you like close to as much as you like Potsdam? I really love Rostock. Rostock on the Baltic Sea. Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it was largely destroyed in the war, and they, they rebuilt it in an interesting way with this cement prefabricated buildings, but in historic styles. Yeah, and you've got a lot of uh, still a lot of medieval architecture there and you're also close to the water and uh, we go vacationing there a lot so uh, I like Rostock <laughs>